How do you name your business? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And I don't mind telling you that I enjoy having a softball question every once in a while. This one showed up in my inbox and after some of the hard and heavy conversations we've been having lately, I'm looking forward to lightening things up. But I also want to say that those hard and having conversations are really important. And I'm so proud that we're having them together. And I like what this show is becoming and I like what it stands for. So even though I'm appreciating the opportunity for some brevity and relief of the seriousness, I do want people to know that I see that the the conversations and the struggles that you all are having and that you're writing to me with, that you're coming to me with hurting hearts. And I'm glad that this is a safe place for people to ask the tough questions and to share vulnerabilities. And um, we're a small and mighty group and I am just so proud of everybody. So thank you for listening in and um, enjoy a little bit of respite with me as we jump into today's question. Here goes. Hi, Heather. I'm a full-time teacher and a part-time crafter. I sell handcrafted home decor items on Etsy and at local craft fairs and sometimes online through Facebook. Getting paid for my hobby started on a whim. I liked making things and ran out of people to give them to, so I started selling them. That's a good way to start. I'm 55 years old and I'm not looking for a second career or a full-time business. I will retire as a teacher and look forward to being a full-time grandmother when I retire. However, I I want to start taking my sales more seriously. I want to have a way of organizing the various things I sell so that people can get to know me and see me as offering something legitimate. I see other tents at the various fairs and everyone's all fancy with branded tents and such. How does one begin this process? Every time I start, I just laugh at myself and go and make a craft instead. Wondering if you have any ideas. Yes, I do have ideas and I absolutely love this question. The naming thing is so funny. And I see the same amount of anxiety and angst and wonder and curiosity from business owners that I see from parents who are about to be, you know, who are expecting a child and trying to come up with a name for their child. Because that name, that identity feels so important and is so important. You know, one of the first lessons I learned in the online space was from Chris Ducker. And he says, your brand is the thing that people say about you when you're not in the room. So um, no pressure, right? Like it makes sense to me that this idea gets you really nervous. But the phrase that stands out for me in your letter here is the taken seriously phrase and being seen as legitimate. I want to kind of attack that little mindset wobble that you're having in just the way that you phrase the question. You don't need a brand to be taken seriously. You don't need a logo to become legitimate. Your product, your service, your craft is the thing that you need people to take you seriously. And because you're on Etsy, because you're getting accepted to these craft fairs, because people are buying your products online, you are already a legitimate business owner. You just don't have a name yet. So I don't want you to not take yourself seriously. I don't want you to discount the progress and the sort of achievement you've already 
um, map for yourself. You had an idea, you turned it into action. You realized you would run out of people to give your things to. I do this with baked goods, by the way. Like I love to bake, but it's only me and my husband. So I'm, I'm often baking for the homeless people at the stoplights. <laughs> I dropped off uh, blueberry muffins to somebody at a red light the other day. So I totally know what you're talking about, where you just have this thing you love to do and crafting costs money, right? Like the things that you're buying, the materials and all of that. And it would be awesome to get reimbursed for it. And I also think that when you put your stuff on Etsy, when you sell it at these fairs, you are starting to recognize intuitively that what you are offering has value, that people see it as artisan, that people are already taking it seriously. So don't sort of hold yourself back from taking what you do seriously simply because you don't have a name for it. I think that we can get you more able and open to naming your business, to naming your craft, if you're not putting some kind of story or impression upon it that it needs to sound like a quote, end quote, real business. You already have a real business. In fact, you've immediately become one of my favorite people because you just went and did the thing without having a name. I can't tell you how many people write to me or work with me and they don't move forward in terms of actually delivering or selling a product or service because they get so darn stuck on the name. So you immediately have moved to the top of the class for me because you're out there selling your things and you don't have a name. But how do you come up with a name? I love this question. And I, I think if you ask different business owners how they came to name their business, they'll give you 50 million different answers. A lot of times in the online space, everybody wants to use their personal name, but my name, Heather Gray, is a Gap t-shirt color. So if you Google Heather Gray, like I, I don't even come anywhere on the pages of the Google search because I'm a t-shirt color. So when I was starting to think about what I wanted to be known for, I went with what are my values? Um, a lot of the questions when people are starting businesses, one of the popular coaching questions, and my coach asked me this when I was starting my business, is, you know, what is the thing you could talk about from the beginning of the day till the end of the day and still feel like you had something to say? What is the thing you want people to know you for? What is the thing you want to be remembered for? If they only learn one thing from you, what is that one thing? And it was a value statement. Um, so I really gravitated to the idea of choosing happiness and happiness being a choice. And I played with that on different levels. And I always knew that the word choice was going to be like a core part of my brand because it's such a core part of who I am and my messaging that we can't control what happens to us. We can only control what we do with what happens to us and the choices we make reflect those things. So when I got and sort of circled around the drain and got to choose to have it all. It was a values thing. When you're thinking about crafting, if you're using reclaimed wood, if you're using environmentally friendly products, if you are um, working on things that are connected somehow to a value, you can think about and riff off of that idea. But one of the things that I really like is that you've already identified your story. You're a full-time teacher looking to become a full-time grandmother. That that is 
instantly the thing that stood out for me about you. Like you didn't list the kinds of crafts you make. So I don't know if you knit. I don't know if you make homemade cook goods. So I can't give you um, specific ideas, even though P.S. that is like one of my favorite ways to spend time. So <laughs> if you do want to write back and tell me uh, what it is you sell, I would love to riff off on you and give you a bunch of ideas and toss things on the wall and see if anything sticks for you. But you, since you didn't tell me what you do, I'm just going to walk you through sort of the thought process and the exercise for this is I love your story. I love the full-time teacher. I love the full-time grandmother. So I would start to play off of that um, to see if you can, um, you know, um, get anywhere with that. And I don't know if, you know, if if it means from, you know, like from apples to, to secret snacks. I always <laughs> recognize my grandmother as being one who gives me the secret sweets or something. Thing. But like the idea of like from this to that, like who you used to be to who you want to be, um, how you want people to feel when they see and purchase and look at your product is another good um, way to start um, coming up with a phrase. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of just brainstorming. One of the things I did when I was naming my business is I just carried a pad of paper around, um, good old fashioned pen and paper, not my phone, not an app, not the computer good old-fashioned pen and paper. And every time, no matter where I was, I just jotted down ideas until I started coming up with ways um, that something resonated and really connected with me. So um, I would start to think about that. The values is a good place to start. The second one I just listed for you is how do you want people to feel? Do you want them to feel like they've gotten like a secret surprise? Do you want them to feel good about the purchase? Do you want them to feel connected to home? What is the thing that you want them to say about you when you're not in the room? What is that emotional reaction you want to evoke? Um, the other thing I would start to think about about is what is the thing like you keep hearing about your stuff because I know that like I love artisan wear I love like people's homemade jewelries I love going to those craft fairs that you talk about and looking at like different artisan um, decorations and, and all of that so when you um, you know when you look at something like that um, what do you want people to think when you start putting yourself out there and you start thinking about your stuff in other people's homes? What do you want the takeaway to be? What do you want the thought? I met this woman and she sold this and wow, the impression it made on me was this. That's another good way of looking at it. The other thing, given that you sell physical products, I would be curious about like, what are the, the, what's the thing that you're so proud that you make? Or what's your signature thing? Or your, the, like the first thing that if somebody needs to know about your business, cause it sounds like you make a lot of different things. And I see a little bit that it feels a little bit like a hodgepodge right now, but what's the one thing you are most proud of? Well, if you could only make one thing, what would you want to be known for? And how can you riff on that? Um, I would also start getting a little more personal because people buy from people, right? So if we 
go back instead of going to the identity piece that I just said. And again, I'm just riffing with you here. So we went from teacher to grandmother. But if we continue down the personal path, if we remember that people buy from people, you have to be a person. And usually I know how I am at these craft stores and there's two kinds of people. One who stop and look and pick up everything and touch everything and other people who walk by and they only stop when the tent makes a good first impression. So when you um, start thinking about um, the things that people say, um, the comments that they have when they do look at your stuff, what do your friends and family say? How do they refer to you? Is there a nickname involved? And start to riff on all of this. And then as you have a really good list and don't like just be open, be curious. The, you know, the, the rule on this is you can't veto anything before you write it down. You have to write it down and see if it sticks. And once you decide it doesn't stick, you can get rid of it. You start to circle the ones that really resonate. You start to highlight the ones that kind of get you excited or make you want to go to Vistaprint right away and get a logo or make you want to go to Fiverr and have someone design your logo or you really want a business card now. Like what's the thing that kind of just makes your heart skip a beat a little bit? Um, and start to pay attention to the themes and the patterns that emerge because my guess is you've already been sitting on your idea. You already kind of know that you want to name it, but you don't know if anyone will get it. You don't know if anyone will take it seriously. You don't know if it'll be a real business, but that doesn't matter because you will make it a real business because you've already made it a real business. The other thing I would do is I would ask people who really know you well what they think. Um, I that's such a double-edged sword sometimes because, like, I, you know, my husband really knows me well <laughs> when it came to naming my business or deciding business products and services. It was like up a creek without a paddle. Um, but I, I think that there's like people who can really know you and know what you do and know how you make other people feel, and they love riffing on that. I mean, I do it for strangers all the time in um, Facebook groups. Anytime somebody's asking that, I like I enjoy doing that and jumping in and having that conversation. Um, but your friends and family who know you, who love your stuff, would love that. Um, the other thing you could do. If you have any kind of mailing list, if you have any kind of way of keeping in touch with people, is go back and ask them. Because first of all, it's a really good business marketing strategy. It reminds them of your existence. They might end up being curious about whether or not you've added anything to your Etsy store or the next time you're going to be at their town fair. Um, but you could say, hey, I love talking to you that day. I remember that you bought this. I was just wondering like, what kind of lasting impression it made now that like, I'm taking myself from just homemade crafter to business owner. I'm wondering about naming my business. If you have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. So people love to be asked and people love to be included. And what I really, really, truly hope you're hearing in this conversation is that like you can let it be fun and you can let it be easy and you can just like, just go for it. Be curious. Now, the one tactical, strategical thing that I'm going to tell you is don't go to like godaddy.com and looked up these domains. Don't um uh 
like each time you're wondering if it can become a website in a URL, every time like you go into like, so for example, if choose to have it all didn't exist, if I went into um, GoDaddy or one of those domain search things and I entered choose to have it all to see if it was available, there's all these robots that scan that and somebody will buy it right away. The way I always did it is I did it as a Google search. So I did choose to have it all.com just as if I expected it to be um, a, a website and then I would find out if it already existed because there'd either be some kind of landing page that said, you know, this is currently owned by somebody or someone's actual business would come up. But that way you're not like teasing the bots to go and buy a domain that you end up, you know, losing because they, they recognize that it's now a new wanted phrase. Um, so that's a little strategical help. I, I don't know if that's actually even still current, um, uh, <laughs> if that's still current information. But a couple of years ago when I was naming my business, that's how I did it because the first business idea I had was available. And then I went back and I went to pull the plug on it and it had already been taken. And I figured out that that's how that had happened. So don't let that happen to you, but give yourself permission to be curious. Um, and I would also give yourself permission to let this take time. Even if you go through this summer season without a name and that your goal is, is by the end of the summer, after you talk to people and you ask people that going in next summer, you're named. Like, I think that that's way better than what I often see happen is people rush and they force themselves to just choose something because they have to get to the next stage. And then they end up choosing something that doesn't resonate. It doesn't quite connect. Um, so give yourself permission to be patient. Give yourself permission to be curious and creative. But most of all, give yourself permission to let this be fun. I absolutely love that you got yourself out there without a name, without a strategy, without a plan, and you just went out and did the thing. And there are listeners to the show who can learn from that. So I certainly hope they heard me say that. I, heard that. I hope they heard that you did that. And if anybody listening needs my help on your business and wants my two cents on your business, you can always find me just like this listener did over at heather at choose to have it all.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.